listening to Tatter Nation Pro Football Podcast. Yo, 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 what's going on? This is Tutter Nation Pro Football Podcast. Uh, if you are a fan of this show, you might be thinking, oh my goodness, this show still exists. Uh, yes, it does. And um, we are back. So we have taken a hiatus. Um, numerous reasons, numerous reasons. Uh, Micah Angelo almost died. Uh, his phone almost died. Um, <laughs> we had... Uh, the genius is is working uh frequently on um <laughs> sheesh i don't even know e equals mc square theory of relativity things and uh father had to do some uh things at the monastery and uh i almost pooped myself uh, a couple <laughs> times and so that's a recap on where we've been um but let's go through another recap we've missed a lot season ended up Seahawks missed the playoffs. Uh, you know, things happened. So let's just uh, let's just recap this last week, <laughs> the divisional round. Um, and uh, yeah, well, let's talk about these games. Well, the first game of the divisional round was the Texans and the Ravens. Micah, what did you see in that game? Uh, CJ Stroud looked good. It was a competitive game for the most part until it all just unraveled for the Texans. Um, I think just the Ravens, they're too good of a team and they kind of just pulled ahead when they needed it the most. Um, But I don't, I think the the Texans looked pretty good for where they were last year. That's a hundred percent correct. The Texans look great actually for where they were last year. Um, I think there's so many things that they shocked people this year i mean there's one person on this show they did not shock uh and that was me uh because i stated pre-week one that they'd be in the playoffs i didn't know they'd win a playoff game uh that was a, a surprise to me but hey they made it there i think noah you texted us the texans came to play today and after that text was sent they stopped at the same time stopped playing i'll take the i'll take the blame for that one yeah. Yeah. Newman. Go ahead. Go ahead. They they had come to play in the previous week, though. I mean, they didn't just win a playoff game; they dominated in a playoff game. I mean, forty-five to fourteen against the Browns. Did you guys think that? Like, wh- what were the odds of uh, the Texans actually beating the Ravens? Did you guys expect that? Hey, it could possibly happen, or was it like, no, Ravens have this in the bag for sure? I thought they absolutely could. Not so much because of who the Texans are, but because of who the Ravens are historically in the playoffs. They uh, they they always get off to slow starts, which they did in this game. And uh, they haven't had a lot of success in finishing games that they've started out slow. Uh, fortunately, they did it kind of Ravens style where they finished really, really strong at the end, came back. Texans couldn't keep up with that momentum. And uh, they ended up taking the win. But I think that Texans, uh, they, ha- they definitely had a shot. Um, you know, Lamar said before the game that this team feels different. Um, they started out looking the same, but they kind of showed by the end that this team is actually pretty dominant, especially when they get firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Yeah. That's the big thing in my head too. I'm like, I still just associate the Ravens with like, not a very good team. And maybe that's because they're in such a good division, but, uh, it's weird thinking that 
they had the best record in football this year. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. That is weird. That is weird. I think Lamar Lamb Jack, he uh he put up this year. I think he he did he did things that he said he was gonna do. He became the player that you know we all saw a couple years ago. And now he's doing it in the playoffs, which was always the big blunder against him. Um, was that he couldn't do it in the playoffs. Um, there's another guy that can't do it in the playoffs, apparently, and his name is Joshua Allen. Uh, Christian, yes. I'm going to go to you on this one. Uh, what do you think is wrong with him? Yeah, uh, I think it's honestly just it sucks that they keep playing the Chiefs in the play, in the playoffs. Yeah. Because I think that the Chiefs are just really good in the playoffs. I mean, the Chiefs have been to six – consecutive <clears throat> six consecutive AFC championships crazy every year that Patrick Mahomes has been a starter. He's yeah. at least made the AFC championship game. Um, so for the bills, I think Josh Allen just like curses Patrick Mahomes name in the, you know, dark of the night, just every, <laughs> every night. <laughs> Damn you, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, for this one, maybe he was, you know, saying, Saying that about Tyler Bass because uh, mm. they had the game this week, but uh, they did wide they right. Did. Two of the sweetest words I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I honestly think it's it might even. I mean, Mahomes is a, a beast for sure. I kind of think it's more of a chess match between uh, McDermott and uh, the big boy uh, Double Cheese. Yeah, but um, let me ask you this. Is it really chess if McDermott is calling a fake punt from his 30-yard line with, with DeMar like, Hamlin? Yeah, with DeMar Hamlin. That was the most surprising thing out of it all is that he... That was so... I, I, I feel sad for him. Because, like, you just get... Like, it's, this isn't a Disney princess story. Like, what are we doing? He said, "Go out there and be a hero, bud." Yeah. <laughs> and what was it? Show him the need, comeback like, player of the year. You are. <laughs> oh my Jeez. god! Yeah, what a call. Um, I honestly think there is a possibility that McDermott uh, doesn't come back. Any any thoughts? No, I agree with it. I think he'll at least have one more year. I think if they have another year where they uh, make the playoffs and don't advance, you know, any further than they have, I think that's where um, McDermott gets canned. But I mean, how many times are you going to lose to the Chiefs, dude? Like too many. Some and some of the best games, though. Some yeah. of the best games oh, yeah. for sure. But there's there's a a certain coach right now that's not tied to any team that I think would thrive in a Bills uniform. Bills cutoff, actually. Oh. Uh, I mean, he's knows the he knows the division. He can still stick it to the Jets. He can still and then now he can stick it to the Patriots. Teams I named after him. Yeah. The teams named after him, the Buffalo Bill Belichicks. <laughs> uh yeah, what would you guys think? Do you think that's a that's a move that they might they might take? I mean, I think Sean staying if they, if that if that was a a piece they wanted to move, absolutely. That's you know, I don't think you can beat that. Especially historically, Patriots have done you know just so well against the Bills. Um, for Bill Belichick, though, it it does seem like he's trending towards Atlanta. That's what it seems like. 
do you think that's the right move for Bill Belichick to go to Atlanta without a quarterback? Like Taylor Heineke's your your guy, Desmond Ritter on a on a on a bad yeah, day. That's that's the question. Like, as, as if you're a successful head coach and you want to keep staying in the NFL, do you want to go to a team that has all the pieces where you're going to step in and expect to win right away, or do you want to step into a position where there's not a lot of expectation for you to do? incredible things right away and kind of build. I don't know. I think expectations are something you have to consider and your reputation and your legacy, especially Bill Belichick, whose legacy and, uh, and credentials have been brought into question ever since Tom Brady left and kind of took the success with him. If I were Bill Belichick, I'd be thinking about all those things. I would maybe look at a team like, I mean, Atlanta would be, would be one I'd consider because I don't think there's a lot of expectation there, but there are some interesting pieces um on offense and some you know they just got i think was it did they get eli apple or was it um a different that that safety they got that that's that's playing incredible from the Bengals. um jesse jesse bates jesse bates jesse bates um i i think that's interesting i so i think he might be considering that instead of doing a team like you know like the chargers who have all the pieces and i think whoever steps into that role especially if they're of bill belichick's caliber it's going to be expected that success comes kind of immediately. Yeah, I saw, that's oh, a great point. I saw a, a tweet and it said uh, there's a 28.3% chance he signs with the Falcons. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I had to think about that one for a second. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. For for me, I'm thinking Bill Belichick. He's 72 years old. Uh he goes to the Falcons without a quarterback. They are literally, he, he's what? He's like 18 wins away from the most wins all time. That's the only reason he's staying around, I, I think. I think he wants that most wins all time thing in his a feather in his cap. And uh, if you go to the Falcons, that might take four seasons. And I just don't know if a 76-year-old man is going to be coaching a football team. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I was going to ask you guys. So when it comes to Bill Belichick and his, his legacy, you know what? I never mind. I had a total brain freeze. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying here. Somebody right. bail, bail me out. Okay. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> you can, we can, let's just, we're on the coach's track right now. Let's just keep here for a second. Uh, Seattle still needs a coach. I think Harbaugh yeah, yeah. to the Chargers makes makes some good sense for a lot of reasons. I think that's where he's going to end up. Um, there's a couple more teams out there. I mean, like we said, Atlanta. But let's say Belichick's going to Atlanta. Let's say the Bills keep Sean McDermott. Um, where is uh, – what's his name? Um, Mike Vrabel. Vrabel. Where's Vrabes going? Yeah. Is Seattle a, a viable option for Vrabel? Or is Seattle really trying to get Dan Quinn back to 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 get that going again? I, if I were Seattle, I would want Ben Johnson, the OC for the, the Lions. Lions OC. Yeah, I I I because Vrabel is very similar similar in the way that he likes to play football. Very you know he's a run first type of guy, and I think Seattle needs to get out of that. I think they've been restricted for so long by that, that identity of that offense from Pete Carroll. And they've always been, it's either just miss the playoffs or make the playoffs and immediately get eliminated. And so I think they, they're 
I think well, they realized that, that one time that they lost because they threw the ball in the end zone. Well, yeah, but they were also led by a historic defense. Facts. So, and they don't have that right now. So you can't really run the ball when you're behind. <laughs> True. They got some good running backs though. Yeah. Se- Seattle's got the pieces to go. I think I- I'm scared. Honestly, I think if if they go uh, Dan Quinn, which I think is is the the thought process over there right now as like the number one option. Um, yeah, I think that they're they're going to be in the kind of the same boat. Even with Vrabel, I, I agree with you. I think they're going to be kind of in the same boat. They need to try to shoot their shot at one of these young, uh, young offensive minded head coaches that that's going to do do something. Um, but a lot of those dudes are flashing the pants as well. Have you guys heard anything about uh, the commander's job? Any names being floated out there for them? Not really, like honestly. Yeah, I feel like that's another one kind of similar to the Falcons. And no, I really appreciate that that point that you were saying where like, yeah, Bill Belichick could go to, you know, a, an instant contender. But at the same time, that's not a that's not like a culture that he's built around that team just yet. You know, so it's almost better to go to like a commanders or a Falcons where it's, you know, you, you've got some pieces there that you can build with, but you can really set a tone, set a culture and then build from there. You know, yeah, you have to remember, too, as far as I don't know what Bill Belichick's mindset is as far as what he values in draft capital. You got to look at that going into into a team white, like, white uh, division three quarterbacks. <laughs> because <laughs> if you're looking at Washington, I believe they hold the second overall pick. So you got your pick at, you know, aside from maybe Caleb Williams, if it's taken your pick at quarterback, you could start fresh, build a culture there and, you know, really take ownership of that team. I think that's an attractive thing in a team for a head coach and might be something Bill Belichick looks at. Of course, I haven't heard anything about him taking any interviews there. Yeah. Mm. Hey, do you guys think Pete Carroll is going to be coaching again? Or is he just, what's his role? Uh, assistant to the regional manager. <laughs> yeah, basically, right? It's, yeah, honestly, yeah. It's just a, they were like, sort of he's advisor. not going to be our head coach, so he's just going to be <laughs> advising. He's going to be Dwight Schrute. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's yeah. just a culture piece. That's what they want to Yeah, I could see yeah. him considering staying on in, in, in some sort of role if Dan Quinn was brought on just because of the history and the culture. I think the, the fit would be the same, but I know Pete Carroll doesn't want to like – have to answer really to anybody, especially somebody who doesn't share the same vision as him. I could see him wanting the Chargers job, just the history of LA, especially at age 71. You don't want to move to a brand new place and kind of start over. There's some familiarity there. I think that would be the only place he would really, I guess, make an effort in pursuing. Um, it just seems Seattle's so far away from everywhere else. Mm-hmm. He's got his roots, his family, his grandkids that he, you know, he loves up up in Seattle. I don't know if he wants to start fresh somewhere else. But I mean, I haven't heard anything, so you never know. Yeah. I feel like chargers could be a good landing spot for him, but that seems like Harbaugh's got that pretty much locked up if he wants it. I think, I think teams are waiting for Harbaugh to go somewhere. And then once he goes, like, I think dominoes are just going to start falling. They're going to start getting their guys. I think Harbaugh's the number one for everyone uh, out there that still has it left. Um, but I really do see him going to to the Chargers just because what they got. They got a nice squad, honestly. Yeah. Um, a team that can win now, and Harbaugh is a pretty good mind. So, 
Yeah, I see him going there. One quick thing I wanted to to jump into really quick. We were kind of talking about Caleb Williams in the draft. Just real quick. I want to hear just from everybody, what should the Bears do? Uh, what would be the best thing the Bears can do at the point, especially with the way just builds out of the season? My good first. <laughs> Me what? All right. No, I heard it. Um, <laughs> um, I think – I think they should stick with Justin Fields. Mm. Um, I now I would have preferred them going a different route in terms of offensive coordinator because they're keeping Eberflus as head coach, and then they signed Shane Waldron as offensive coordinator, which was the Seahawks offensive coordinator, who I despise with every fiber of my being. <laughs> so I mean, I, I guess it might be interesting to see. You know, maybe they are trying to be, you know, more run heavy, get him more involved in the run. Um, But yeah, I think they should trade back like one, you know, two, three spots to where they know that the teams picking ahead of them are taking a quarterback so that they can get Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, I I think that they, I I wouldn't want to trade back as them so far. And to like, even if there's a slight chance, I wouldn't want to, it's like, no. I need a guarantee that I'm getting Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. Even if they just don't trade back and they're just like, you know what? We're just going to draft him first overall. That would be kind of crazy. You said that would be what? That would be kind of crazy to to not trade back. Yeah. To draft Harrison first overall, I think would be a little dumb on their part because they could trade back to three for sure. They have four as well. Right? Yeah, but if you if you if let's say for some odd reason you trade back to three and then all of a sudden a different team you know trades up to two you never know what can happen in the draft i'm just saying yeah true you wouldn't want to trade back to four is what i'm saying like four or five it's a little too you know i think they have four right they have like like seven or eight bears have one and nine one and nine nine oh wow they did too good they did too good at the end yeah yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I think you made a great point. Uh that's the one thing I hadn't considered, Marvin Harrison Jr. I think that would I mean, I'm sure the Cardinals are looking at him. And you know, Cardinals have, have there's been talk about them looking at a quarterback. It'd be interesting if they traded back to the Patriots at three. If Patriots uh, they never Patriots never really trade up though, but of course that was with Bill Belichick. Um the other side of things is Justin Fields, he had, you know, he didn't have the worst year. He had like he showed a lot of potential. And uh, I think that definitely raised his trade value. And I think that could be motivation and incentive to trade him now while his stock is, is kind of at least higher than it, than it's been maybe in the last couple of years. Um, and you have to think about the future too. You're going to have to pay Justin Fields sooner than you would have to pay a rookie like Caleb Williams. Um, you could get some stuff for Justin Fields, I don't know. It's it's because I'm thinking through even the Marvin Harrison Jr. I think there he's he's a electric wide receiver. I, I don't know if I can compare him to any receivers we've seen in the past drafts, but I also think about the Bears have had some talent at wide receiver. You know, Darnell Mooney, uh, Allen Robinson. Um, what's the uh, oh DJ Moore? Um, I think they had Chase Claypool first in. I I just don't know if they've utilized wide receivers well enough to rely Wait, on did that. You say Chase Claypool? I thought you were talking about talent. <laughs> <laughs> and on, I mean, Allen Robinson was old when they got him. Yeah. Older. And I mean, he was like, Allen Robinson was, I guess the best, the best DJ Moore did pretty well last year. Um, 
but I don't know. I, it, it just, it hasn't seemed to elevate their team enough to get them out of that kind of top five draft pick spot. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's something to think through. Technically got him to a top nine, but yeah, <laughs> he's, he's getting better. He's getting better. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Right. I think, I think moving back from the number one spot, honestly, preferably trading with Washington because Washington needs a QB. So just, I feel like that's the easiest one, right? Trade with Washington, take Marvin Harrison at two, you know, and it's, it's still early, but I feel like that's where he's going to go. So if they trade any further back, they're probably not going to get him. Um, and yeah, just keep Justin Fields. Even, even though you got to, you know, Noah, you were talking about, you're going to have to pay Justin Fields pretty soon, but uh, if he's still not great, then you pay him, you know, you don't have to pay him a massive contract. You just pay him a decent starter starter contract and then you get to keep him for a while and you know yeah he's fields, he's okay he's he's mid mid uh tier quarterback you know yeah fields was never at ohio state with harrison right mm, i don't no. think so i think it was cj stroud i thought he was a freshman but i could be wrong marvin harrison was yeah, when Justin Fields was there, I know that they their that wide receiver room was stacked, but Dude, crazy not not more stacked than LSU's with Joe Burrow though. Yeah, for really. oh, Martin Day, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, who else was on that team? Do we need to go on Justin Jefferson? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that that's a good point. But yeah, Ohio State's was pretty ridiculous with Marvin Harrison Jr. Jack they also had. Chris Olave and uh, Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, yeah. True, but uh, LSU also had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire that was a beast in college. Oh, yeah, he yeah. was. He in was college. Good. In college, yeah, in college. <laughs> yeah. I said in college, yeah. Yeah. All right, do we guys want to talk about the NFC Championship? Or the... Well, yeah. The, well, the NFC yeah, yeah, yeah. Lions, Lions and um, Tigers and Bears, oh my. Uh, no, who did the Lions played? Uh, the Bucks. Tampa the Bucks. Bay. I mean, we all saw that coming, right? Yeah. yeah. Did you guys hear about what they found on the field after the game was over? Just mm-hmm. bloody kneecaps everywhere. <laughs> Just left and right. <laughs> what, yeah, what what a great story. I think anyone that doesn't have a dog left in the fight in America should be rooting for Detroit to win it all. Yeah, 100%. Um, and... Man, just such a great team. I mean, watching like Aiden Hutchinson just standing there with black paint over his eye, just like looking up into the the stands and remembering when he was a five-year-old kid with a Detroit jersey on. Um, it's just a cool story, man. I mean, Dan Campbell is such a great guy, friend of the show. Um, and uh, Jared Goff, I mean, there's a piece of me that loves Jared Goff still, and so I would love to see him go back to the Super Bowl, win it this time. Uh, I'm rooting for Detroit for sure. I just don't think that they have enough to win this next game, especially on the road. That's the only like if if Green Bay would have eked it out, I think Detroit takes Green Bay for sure, which Green Bay should have won that game and yeah. go into it a little bit. Um, but on the road, the Lions and Jared Goff this season are worse. They have a worse record than like. Henry Ruggs the third on the road. You know oh. what I mean? Jeez. Oh, you know what I mean? Give me 
a minute to recover from that one. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, they're just bad. There goes our the sponsors. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> well, that's yeah, let's talk about I, I totally see, see what you're saying as far as the Lions, and I, I am I am worried about them going up against San Fran. But what I've seen from them so far in the playoffs, um, is uh they it, it's something that you say, Troy. They got that dog in them. Like mm-hmm. they they're one of the most fearless teams I've seen as far as like going forward on fourth down, being in clutch situation, two point conversions, all those things. They don't flinch. I don't see any nerves. Jared Goff, like he's he, he's lighting it up in in a way that I haven't seen uh him do or or the Lions, you know, uh been doing this last couple of years. It's it's been really, really something special. And I think that's the thing that works in their advantage. Like they take risks, they believe in themselves sometimes to a fault. Uh, but I think that if the ball bounces their way on those chances that, that, that they take against the Niners, I think they could, they could get by and get a win. The Bucks game was closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, I think that that's just a credit to the Buccaneers and they, they do have uh, a pretty strong defense and Baker has been playing pretty well. Um, I saw a lot of, a lot of cool things in the game. I was actually happy to see Baker succeed too. That's another great storyline that, that I've liked to follow too. But the Lions, I think what they have going for them is it's almost like they're playing with house money. Like they're just kind of willing to take that risk and play in a way that most teams are too conservative to play. That's true. That's true. No, I I agree. I agree. On the other side of the NFC, though, was Green Bay and the 49ers. Um, Am I freezing up again? (laughs) Is that what I think? Uh, all right. All right. Well, let's keep it going. Uh, Green Bay and the 49ers, that game should have been won by Green Bay for sure. They messed up. I mean, Jordan Love turned back into a pumpkin. Uh, and <laughs> at the worst time, too. At the worst geez. time. But also, Green Bay should feel pretty good about Jordan Love as well. So, like, there's there's definitely a silver lining out of it. He's still young. He played really well. Those young wide receivers they have played like outstanding all season really they've they found some good pieces there which green bay always seems to do and i honestly think green bay is gonna run the nfc north for the next five years five six years in a row like it's crazy me to think that the vikings are going to be the worst team in the nfc north next year potentially no i still think that's going to be the bears but uh what is going on in the frozen tundra that just it's franchise quarterback after franchise quarterback after franchise quarterback. They never miss. Like they haven't not had a franchise quarterback in what three decades? Yeah. The entire Super Bowl Plus. era, yeah. Jeez. I think I oh, think yeah. the the main key is you have to draft them too early. You have to piss off your other quarterback. Uh you have yeah. to get him to go to uh the Jets and then once that happens, um, they threaten retirement numerous times. One of them did retire numerous times. Uh, and then you get your next guy. It's like it's it's the formula that seems to work over and over again. They get so much and, hate for it, too. Right. Right. It's like these idiots. Why would they do that? Why would, and then it's like, oh, actually, they were the best. Yeah. The GM's like the uh, the Dark Knight. Just take taking the hate, but they're really doing the work. Being a hero. Wow. What a vigilante. <laughs> he's not the hero we deserve, but he's the hero we need. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. And then we just break the the light that shines Green Bay up in the uh, big cheese head up in the a air. Cheese head. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. So 49ers, I mean, we all can agree on this one. Uh, most hated team in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah. The Chiefs might be up there. I was going to say, I feel like people have been hating the Chiefs a lot more than the 49ers. Yeah. Why is, why is that, though? Because of Taylor Swift. Good. Exactly. Because people no, do not want to see Taylor Swift at the Super Bowl. That's why. She's got a show that day. She's on her eras to, to where she won't be there. Honestly, the performance. The like highlight really. of uh, one of the highlights of the Chiefs Bills game was Jason Kelsey in the booth. Forget Taylor Swift, man. Jason Kelsey coming out, out of that booth shirtless, just pounding beers. Oh, man. He's, he's living his best life. Yeah, yeah. But I think the 49ers have too many weapons uh, to lose at home against the Lions. I think, I I mean, especially if Debo plays. I, I know he's like 50-50 going to play or not. I think if Debo plays, that's a big a big thing there. I mean, Ayuk's been playing pretty great. Christian McCaffrey's a freak of nature. Um, as long, honestly, as long as Purdy doesn't turn into a pumpkin, I think yeah. I think they're gonna they're gonna. Yeah, win. I think he's the he's the piece. I mean, he you saw in the Green Bay game, he had to rely heavily on McCaffrey and Kittle and some kind of like even his even his his clutch throws weren't super on target his receivers really had to go up and make some plays i know it was raining but i think that if there is a weakness to exploit i think it is purdy and uh if you put the niners in a situation where they're forced to throw a lot and you get aiden hutchinson going i think that there is there is something there that you could see like okay maybe there's a blueprint here yeah true i think the run game lines run game needs to go off uh, and I, I mean, Green Bay's run game went off and like it, it really helped them. I think if they're going to be relying on Jared Goff to, to do stuff too, though, on the flip side of things, uh, Jared Goff is a great quarterback when the run game is going off and we can play action. If he's sitting back in the pocket making those throws, I mean, he's got some nice pieces on uh, at receiver, but yeah, um, San Fran's defense, man, it's like it's 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 so good. Yeah. They're so fun to watch. Yeah, what happened with Aaron Jones really did like take advantage of of the like he exploited a lot of stuff. I, like what happened there? I think I think San Fran was just playing a little bit too much on the pass in 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 situations. I mean, as a defensive coordinator, you're taking these gambles. Um, you know, who are you going to blitz? Who and you know when you blitz Goff or sorry when you blitz, I mean any quarterback, they're going to be making bad decisions especially young quarterbacks. So I think they were trying to do that. And sometimes the run game into the blitz, like running straight into the blitz is like the best thing that you can do. And Aaron Jones just has great vision. And Mm -hmm. the Packers offensive line actually, I think is one of the best offensive lines in the league and they were all healthy and they were moving. And so, yeah, Packers, man, they, they surprised the heck out of me in that game for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Lions do have uh, one of the best, like, running games in the league though you know having jameer gibbs and david montgomery like that's such a good one-two punch that they act i mean th- there's a chance this might just me being biased and me being hopeful that the lions will make their first super bowl but i think there's a chance that they somehow pull this out over the 49ers. there's a chance there's a chance dude there's a i i put it i put it 40 60 right now 60 on the niners 40 on the lions but like like Noah was saying, a couple of those those you got that dog in you plays that go their mm-hmm. way, 
it's going to flip it around and, and we might see that Lions victory, which would just be so sweet in so many different levels. Uh, yeah. On the other side of the world, in the AFC world, um, Christian, how are you feeling about going against uh, the best quarterback of all time, um, <laughs> Lamar Jackson? Yeah, man. It's uh, – I'm – I'm like stressed out about it a little bit <laughs> just because the Ravens look so good. It was really, uh, I, I wasn't too nervous about the Ravens before last week, but the way that they decimated the Texans um, when CJ Stroud just popped off for like 300 yards, three touchdowns against the Browns who like the Browns have a really good defense. So for him to go such a great week into just not even scoring one touchdown, uh, you know, their only uh, their only touchdown was a, a kick or, or a punt return for a touchdown. So for them to flip it off or flip it around like that, it's just crazy. So uh, a little nervous because this has been the worst Chiefs team um, in the Patrick Mahomes era. Uh, but at the same time, watching them against the Bills last week, they they had it together. You know, they were they were rolling. I don't think they there were any stops until the fourth quarter. So. Um, if they can play that way again, um, they're the offense, then there's a chance, but, but the chiefs have had a lot of success. So I know, I know we can't win every, every game. So I hate to say it, but the, the chiefs victory relies on Mr. Pfizer, uh, going forward. Um, uh, he had those two touchdowns in the, in that bills game. Yeah. And that really was like that was the big. difference. That was the difference from what we've been seeing from the Chiefs in the last like six weeks compared to this last game. Was like, dude, Travis Kelsey, do you still play ball, or like, are you gonna yeah. have you know, thirteen yards or what? You know, one catch or like they, they if if Mahomes and Kelsey can be on again, uh, I think it's I think it's anyone's game. But I think if they can shut Kelsey down, I honestly think that the the Ravens could could put the smack on. Yeah, the other difference, though, in these past two games has been uh, Rashi Rice and Isaiah Pacheco, like both of those guys. It, we we really just needed a receiver to step up and to start playing really well, and Rashi Rice filled that in. And so it, I feel like it just left room for Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey to start getting back in the game, and then Isaiah Pacheco, you know, he's just he just runs like an he's angry five year old. He's angry, he's awesome. Yeah, he, he's fun to watch run. Honestly, I, I love watching him when he gets the ball. Uh, yeah, he's just an angry little elf. <laughs> like, I mean, the Chiefs kind of MO. I don't know, Christian. Would you, would you, who would you say is like the the Chiefs wide receiver one? Because it feels like they almost just kind of – like they had Tyree Kill for a long time, and since then they've kind of like had a guy just step up every like either season or every few games, something like that. And like, you know, you see your Sky Moors, you see your Kadarius Tonys for some games yeah. you know you, like you have a, a juju smith schuster was a great little add-on who like is is rice would you say he's wide receiver one now yeah for sure without a doubt rushy rice he's he's the only receiver who consistently has been putting up big numbers um, what about Kadarius tony he puts up big numbers and drops <laughs> yeah yeah he puts up yeah he gets multiple touchdowns whenever he plays for the other team <laughs> Uh, somebody somebody said that when they found out Kadarius Tony was going to be active, they said, "Oh, this is a huge blow for the Buffalo Bills." <laughs> oh man, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, man. I think it's going to be, yeah, I think Rusty Rice is just going to be that guy moving forward. He's, uh, I, I forget if this is the exact stat, but I'm pretty sure it's uh, that he had the most yards after catch among any rookie wide receiver, which, I mean, this is a stacked rookie wide receiver class. You got Puka Nakua, you got Tank Dell, you've got Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, and Rasheed Rice, you know, at least in one statistical category, was at the top of all those guys. So he's good. Yeah, I think he's pretty good. I think the worst mistake the Chiefs made all year uh, was not getting uh, D Hop when he wanted to go there. That would have um, been so good, dude. I think if they had D Hop the whole season, they would they would be you know fourteen and three. They would be yeah. Like think about all those yards. I think there's like six or seven hundred yards of dropped passes for like Patrick Mahomes would have had like th- that's I mean and numerous touchdowns um yeah. yeah just a crazy thing to look back on and be like hey like remember when this really good guy wanted to go to your team and you guys thought you had enough pieces not to take him yeah that's that's weird yeah do you guys got the Ravens over the Chiefs though I'm assuming so but uh what do you guys think do the Chiefs stand a chance they definitely stand a chance um, just because of who the Chiefs are, who Andy Reid is, who Mahomes is, Kelsey, if he's playing well, um, the angry little elf. There's numerous things that give them – their def- I mean, but the the star of the show, honestly, this year has been the Chiefs' defense yeah. uh, is just playing so well that they, they, have a, they have a shot for sure. I think this game is going to go down to like, is Lamar Jackson doing two rushing touchdowns and two passing touchdowns? Cause if that's the case, like I think the chiefs lose. Uh, if, um, you know, if he, if he turns back into playoff playoff lamb Jack, then uh, of older years, I think, you know, chiefs, chiefs can probably get that done. Yeah. I'll say looking at looking on paper, looking on paper, I actually would have taken the bills over the chiefs. And uh, looking on paper, I would take the Ravens over the Chiefs, but it's clear that the Chiefs don't play on paper. They play on that uh, that cold, hard ground. And uh, I think they have a really good shot. I still, the Ravens haven't haven't shown me a lot of weakness, so I got to take Baltimore. But I think the Chiefs definitely have a shot. The Chiefs like to play on that uh, that fake turf that was like the worst turf in the world or whatever. Was that them? The, the Chiefs like grandson uh created for oh that. oh my gosh yeah the the, the hyped <laughs> yeah, was up it grass or grass yeah i thought it was grass right yeah it was it was, it was, like, was, it was, it was like was un- blue blue seated like <laughs> it was un- it was made from unobtainium from from pandora from the avatar movies yeah it was yeah. it was so hyped uh it was the next it was the next big thing that they had to try out on the super bowl which made no sense at all dust it out on the super bowl (laughs) not a preseason game not a not a london game or something like no let's (laughs) let's try it out on the super bowl this will be great no one will get hurt no one's no one's gonna slip no one's gonna have to change their cleats three times what could go wrong (laughs) this is a great strategy cotton let's see if it plays out Uh, I'll, for the for Chiefs Ravens, I'll take the Ravens. Sorry, I no, it's okay. I get I'm it. rooting. I'm rooting for the people's teams. Yeah, at this point, so I gotta go yeah. Ravens. Yeah, that's the that's the downside about when your team like is good. <laughs> when yeah. your team like wins a lot, then the world's just like, all right, that's enough of that. 
Mm-hmm. Dude, I, that was enough of that like four seasons ago, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fun. It's fun being an underdog. It's uh it's fun to win too, but once everyone starts going, even if you win the one Super Bowl, nobody wants you to win another one. So it's yeah. just that's how it is. I think the one is fine. It's it's when you're always knocking on the door is when it gets like annoying. It's like yeah. you won. And then the next year you go back, you lose. It's like everyone was happy. And then you go and you win again. And then <laughs> everyone, you know, you just, when, what would you said? Six years in a row, they've been in the, the AFC championship. Yeah. Mahomes can, has never not started the AFC championship game since he's been a starter in the QB or uh, the starting QB for the Chiefs. That's like, crazy. Anyone that's not a Chiefs fan should be calling for their heads <laughs> yeah 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 it's a crazy stat i mean the only thing that's like similar to it is just the patriots with tom brady you know right and i mean people hated the patriots yeah. until it lasted so long that they were just like in awe right know? and i think so the chiefs are almost them. there i think they're almost there which is why i really want them to stop because i don't want to reach the moment where i'm just like man at a certain point, like you just you have to root for greatness. Yeah. And uh I don't want to do that with them. Yeah. I mean, if there was if there was any team, like if Mahomes got to a point where he was knocking on Tom Brady's door with like as far as rings, you know, I, I it'd be hard not to root for that. Exactly. Yeah. You would you kind of have to turn into the the rooting for Mahomes, and that just that doesn't seem like something I I want to do. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that's mostly just because you got an issue with his like ketchup addiction, but yeah. you know what? That's growing on me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's character trait I enjoy. Yeah, that's not that's not that bad. It's really his voice that gets me. And I know yeah. he can't change that. I know he can't change that. And I'm <laughs> I know that's you know something, you know, your voice box, you're born with that sort of thing, but maybe um, you know, there's a lot of surgeries out there, you know. <laughs> It's a lot of surgery. So if he comes out next season and just starts talking like a normal a normal human being, are yeah, you gonna start he, rooting for Patrick Mahomes again? It would it would be tempting if he doesn't if he doesn't um yeah, even like like as long as it's not a green puppet, I think <laughs> there's some you know some bit where I'm like, okay, I I can do this. Uh he I mean he had to have something though. He's got the looks, the hair, the talent, the, he gotta you gotta have something that's wrong with him. Yeah, I thought it was just his brother and wife, but apparently he's gotta go voice too. <laughs> oh gosh. All right, should we do uh, game picks for an NFC championship? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I'll start it off. Um I mean, I'm rooting for the Lions for sure. No doubt in my mind. You wanna tell us final score? Yeah, I will. I will. Um, let's go. <laughs> let's go. 27, 21 lions. Oh, nice. Nice. All right. I'll go. I'm rooting for the lions too. Uh, but gosh, when I picture the outcome of the game, it's a lot easier for me to picture Niners winning like 30 to 20. And then, um, and then we see a repeat of, was it Super Bowl like 46 or something? Was that Ravens Niners? Well, yeah, the one where the lights went out. 
Yeah, I think I think we see a repeat of that. Ravens take it. Nice, Christian. Yeah, I I just really want the Lions to win it. <laughs> so I'm going Lions. Uh, let's go 30 to 27. I think it's going to be close. I think it's coming going to come down to the fourth quarter. But yeah, I think Dan Campbell is going to run out onto the field and actually take a bite out of Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> And I think that's going to steal the game for them. <laughs> Does he go to prison straight after the game? Or <laughs> no, it was no, it's not in the rule book. It's not in the rule book. Yeah. You, you can't get flagged for the people other... of Detroit are breaking him out of that prison. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm... Detroit, man. They've seen worse. Yeah, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna take the Lions as well. I'm gonna go 41-37 Lions. Ooh. Oh my gosh! I want. I want. It's gonna be in overtime too. Oh, oh, nice. Yes, yeah. yeah a, cl- a clutch field goal by the Lions to send it to OT, mm. and then they win it in OT because they get the ball first. Wait, actually, yeah. no. What? That's another rule. <laughs> wait, did they? Is that the wait? Did they change? Yeah, the rule? yeah. No, no, no. I think that's still the rule. Okay. Yeah, I they, did they change it? I thought they each get a shot in the playoffs. In the playoffs, I think they did change it. Ah, uh, that's weird. That was still still final score prediction. Yeah. Yeah, 41, the Deck, yeah. Decker's gonna check in correctly this time, <laughs> dude. That's uh, that play was so ridiculous. Yeah, saying Decker and Skipper, come on, refs, get it right. Their names <laughs> start with different letters. Is that the official story? Is that, are they sticking with that? That it was just they misheard something, yeah, and it wasn't because Jerry Jones had money on the game. All right, you know what? Wanna... I was gonna say it worked out really well for the Cowboys, though, huh? Yeah, we them boys, <laughs> we them boys, we them boys watching from home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you have it, guys. Uh, you heard it here first divisional round, championship round. Tune in, could be next week, could be 500 years from now. Uh, we, we are Tender Nation. We out. <laughs> <laughs>